Hello, this is Robert Rickover at Body Learning, and today my guest is Thomas Cook, who's an Alexander Technique teacher in Vienna, Austria. In addition to being uh, an Alexander teacher, Thomas is a classically trained actor. He's been exposed to many different techniques for mind and body awareness. He studied at Juilliard uh, in New York City and um, studied uh, mime, yoga, tai chi, pilates, stage combat. He's also taught movement for actors at Juilliard and State University of New York and the Brooklyn College and the Actors Theater. Um, and today we're going to talk about his work um, teaching Tai Chi. Um, Thomas, welcome to the show. Hello, hello. Hello, and could you, could you start by just giving our listeners a very short uh, description or definition of the Alexander Technique? Yes, yes. Um, the, the Alexander Technique for me is really a, a, a learning process in which we can become aware of um, patterns of movement that, can, that are potentially uh, detrimental to our overall, over, overall physical well-being. And the Alexander Technique is a way to, to make conscious these unconscious habits so that we have the ability to make, to make a choice instead of being always a slave to the habit or to the reaction. And how do you see that um, being particularly helpful for people who are studying Tai Chi? Well, Tai Chi is a very um, soft and gentle kind of slow motion movement meditation. Uh, depending on, on what kind of style or what kind of school uh, you are associated with, um, some schools focus more on the meditation and health side of it. Other schools focus more on the combative and you know self defense uh, side of it, but there is there is always um, at the core a a a process to to understand a different way of of moving a, a different way of being supported by the ground a, a different way of allowing your movements to really be connected and and flow and uh, studying the Alexander Technique is, is one way of really going deep into this idea of, of uh, dynamic ease, if you will, with, within the body, rediscovering the body's natural uh, balance and uh, natural dynamic easefulness. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a previous conversation about the Alexander Technique in yoga. And one of the things that came up was the fact that yoga comes out of a, a culture in which most people probably had a good deal more flexibility than most uh, Westerners today. And I wonder if there's any analogy to Tai Chi. Uh, I assume it originated in China. Would that be correct? And many, many years ago. Yes. And I yes. wonder if, in your, from your knowledge of it, whether some of the Tai Chi forms that have developed 
carry with them some implicit assumptions about flexibility that maybe aren't totally accurate in the West today? Um, well, if, um, if, you, if you look at, at Asian and you know, Indian culture as kind of a, uh, you know, in, in a general kind of way, people are very, very comfortable uh, squatting on the floor, you know, heels stay on, on the ground and they, they sit in a deep, deep squat and they will eat or cook or, or, or play games or whatnot in, in this kind of deep squatting position. Mm-hmm. And this is an ability we seem to have lost in, in our culture uh, when we, we you know, sit so often on, on chairs or sofas in, in car seats and we tend to be very, very shortened and, and, uh, and handicapped in, in this very flexible region of the body, the hip joints, and uh, we, we, don't, we don't utilize our full range of motion. And so as far as like flexibility goes and uh, easefulness, especially in, in the spine and in the back, cu- cultures that tend to use less furniture seem to um, have more flexible <laughs> populations, <laughs> right? if you will. And so um, um, a 21st century American or European uh, who's studying Tai Chi um i i would assume the implications of what you just said are that someone today would find it could well find it beneficial to do some basic self study about balance and coordination that the alexander technique certainly offers as an adjunct to or preparation for uh taking tai chi classes yes yes i i think so and because uh, Alexander lessons are are so individual and personal, one on one, you will be studying in a very direct, intimate manner your own personal um, habits and your own personal uh, tendencies for you know tensing in, in in the shoulders or holding the breath or you know, all of these things that that hinder this kind of free flowing motion that that tai chi is is um, you know famous for and certainly um my very limited exposure to tai chi which is was made it very clear to me that balance is a big issue in 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 doing it well um and of course the alexander technique is um pretty well known for helping people with their balance in general. We talk, yes. we Alexander teachers uh, devote a lot of attention to balance of our heads on top of our spines and how that affects everything else. Yes. So it yes. seems to me that Tai Chi and I, and I think in general the martial arts and, and the Alexander technique have, uh, are quite complementary. Yes, yes, definitely, definitely. Um, you know, Tai Chi and, and martial arts will always talk about, uh, you know, the balance and, and the stance and, um, you know, the posture and, and how you hold the body and uh, what makes an, an effective movement, um, how, how you can move faster. And all, all of these things, all of these body coordination things are, 
um, are also uh, you know addressed in in the Alexander technique. I mean, the the specific end of the Alexander technique is not to to be able to defend yourself on the street or to enter some kind of you know martial arts competition, but the, the you know the, the working model of the Alexander technique is really to find your um, your balance again, your easefulness in motion and and day to day life. So perhaps you're not you know being attacked on the street, but you are you know being confronted with your habits sitting in front of your computer every day. And so the, you know, the, the challenge becomes, you know, staying present and, and um, working within your natural balance as you, as you, you know, poke away at the computer all day, mm-hmm. you know, because the act of sitting in itself is, is not detrimental, does not of itself bring pain and discomfort. Mm-hmm. It, is, it is the way in which we sit and it is the way in which we um, you work in front of a computer or at the piano or during a Tai Chi exercise that, that the Alexander Technique brings the attention of the practitioner to that very specific, very personal, very immediate kind of quality in the body. Mm-hmm. And could you say a word or two about how you would work with someone in a Tai Chi class or in a private lesson if they were working on their Tai Chi form. A little bit about how you use your hands, um, how you teach, how you teach someone who's doing Tai Chi. Well, in, in, in a class situation, I, I have everyone lie down on the floor at, at the very beginning and um, and very, very gently go around and, and gently lift the head or, or lift the legs and just ask, ask people to really allow, you know, the neck and the shoulders to become softer and softer, really allow the muscles around the stomach and around uh, the small of the back and around the hips to become softer and softer and really trust that when we let go muscularly that the structure, the, the bony structure, is is strong enough to to support the weight, and we don't have to, you know, pull ourselves together, so to speak. We, you know, have this idea we have to, you know, pull ourselves together, hold on, you know, and you know, get through it. But actually, you begin to experience this other quality when we simply let go and and allow gravity to take our weight for us. Mm-hmm. And then from from lying down, uh, coming up into standing, and now the idea that we're not lying on our backs anymore, we are lying on our feet. Mm-hmm. And we, we have, you know, 26 bones in both feet, and the feet can, under the weight of the body, if we allow the neck to be free and the shoulders to be soft and the weight of the body to really sink into the feet, we, we, uh, we automatically have much more balance we we are we're much more grounded because we we are doing less and we are trusting more the support uh from the floor or or from the earth which is and, what small kids do yes um, yes without any training um kids of 4 or 5 6 years old who can do a lot of things you know they're old enough to do a lot of activities uh i think for the most part they do that instinctively 
Yes. And, and we, you can... we adults have figured out how to mess things up over the years. And, and uh, so it's, it sounds a little like you're, what you do at the beginning of a Tai Chi class is could be the same thing for any other kind of a class too, right? Getting, that's going to involve an activity. Yes, yes. I mean, also just the, the very act of lying down on the floor is so non-habitual mm-hmm. that it auto- automatically will bring people into a different, a different quality of thinking. Right. And, right. and then to really be consciously thinking about specific points of the body, you know, thinking about how heavy the head is and just allowing this weight to really sink into the floor has has an effect it 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 um, you know travels through the entire spine and is an invitation for release and and so i i always say you know just observe and allow yeah there's there's nothing there's nothing to try there's no goal to reach it really is just a process here in this moment how heavy is your body and can you allow this weight to really be supported by the floor from underneath instead of trying to hold yourself together in the shoulders or in the stomach or you know across the chest mm-hmm. and and do you then also use your hands uh, to help guide and um, wake people up to themselves in as they're doing Tai Chi movements um, in in the Tai Chi uh, itself, not so much because I I, I demonstrate a lot, and uh, the form I teach is tends to be rather long and and, and complicated. And I I don't I, at the beginning of the class, like I say, I try to bring everyone to this stillness and then bring them up into standing, mm-hmm. into neutral, and then I will do some hands on, and I will, you know, talk about bringing the pelvis more underneath the weight of the head and letting that really connect with the feet and then I'll may, maybe take an arm to the side or just lay the hands gently on the shoulders and it's really can be very very profound the, the release that happens even in just this very very simple um, very shortened version of an Alexander lesson mm-hmm. now um, I, I have a colleague who uh, it, teaches Tai Chi uh, at, a, at a very high level. He's quite high up in um, one of the uh, schools, and I can't remember the name of it, but he's been to China many times and studied with the master there. And a few years ago, he wrote an article about the Alexander Technique in Tai Chi and how the technique could be helpful for people who were studying Tai Chi. And he told me he got quite a bit of flack for that, um, because um, that a lot of people studying Tai Chi see it as kind of a complete self-contained system and that the idea that you might bring to bear another system was uh, almost seemed a little insulting to them. Can you address that issue at all? Um, well... We, we can say the same thing about about the Alexander Technique. I mean, the Alexander Technique is unto itself a completely uh, self-standing, separate um, discipline or a method that, uh, that doesn't really need the help of, of Tai Chi or yoga or whatnot. Um, I, I 
don't make a, a big issue of it. I'm, I'm not personally um, associated with a specific school or a specific tradition. Mm-hmm. Um, so I kind of, I can kind of avoid that issue. So, to, right. <laughs> so to speak, I'm not, I, I'm not uh, pretending to be, um, you know, some kind of great Tai Chi instructor or whatnot, mm-hmm. but I, from my own personal experience, I, I found that the Tai Chi movement was very, very satisfying and very, very effective for finding more release in, in my hip joints, for example, mm-hmm. and finding a completely new quality of flexibility. Right. And, and it really helped with my balance and it helped with um, my, my sense of groundedness and whatnot. So... But my understanding of Tai Chi or my experience of these movements then became so much deeper, became so much richer mm-hmm. when I would, you know, uh, use my, my Alexander experience mm-hmm. as, as a way of finding a, a deeper level of relaxation or a deeper level of, of, of being able to, to move with, with fluidness. Mm-hmm. So, there, there, there are purists on, on, on in both camps. There are indeed there are yes. There, there, there are Alexander teachers that will very much uh, take issue with the fact that I, I you know teach yoga or or teach mm-hmm. Tai Chi right because of this idea that it is a self-contained system that that stands on its own. It doesn't need to be watered down or or mixed up or whatnot. And that's that's you know that that's okay. I mean, there is a tradition and there is a a lineage, and I think it's important to honor that and understand what it is. But at the at the same time, I have my also my own personal experience, which has been that uh, my my study of Tai Chi has has definitely helped me in my teaching. Mm-hmm. You know, the the horse stance in in Tai Chi is very, very similar to the monkey, the monkey yeah, in, yeah. in uh, Alexander technique. Right. Well, I, I think this particular uh, teacher um, probably, as you suggest, got into trouble more because he, he, he was, um, had, you know, been, as it were, anointed by the, the, the head, the, I don't know what the term is, but the person highest up in that branch, and then the idea that he would then say, "Well, but you know, Alexander technique could help," uh, just seemed to um, to upset some people. But I I agree with you totally that uh, I'm sure I'm sure most Alexander technique teachers could benefit from Tai Chi or something else that maybe suited them better, yoga or. Pilates or whatever, and and vice versa. Um, yes. Is there anything uh, else that you would like to say about the Alexander Technique Tai Chi connection that we haven't um, covered? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think I think that that covers it. I I um I, I I don't I don't claim to be an expert. I also don't claim to be an expert in the Alexander Technique either. I I am I am an expert from my own personal experience, though, and uh, and and I and I find it very interesting this 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 kind of rigidity or this kind of um, a dogmatic adherence to 
um, you know, to a school of thought or, or to a lineage or whatnot, because that is exactly what is develops into a habit, or mm-hmm. or a, a, which is exactly what the Alexander technique is always challenging us to to let go of. Yeah, and, to examine and and let go of what we don't need. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, so I, I, I guess I guess I would I would I would offer that as as food for thought. <laughs> Well, um, you know, if anything that Thomas and I have been talking about today intrigues you, and certainly if you're studying Tai Chi or teaching Tai Chi and you want to explore what the Alexander Technique might might have to offer, um, we'll put a link up to a site that will enable you to find an Alexander teacher anywhere in the world. And, of course, if you're in... Vienna, Austria, uh, we'll put a link to Thomas's uh, website. And of course, if you're an Alexander teacher in Vienna, I, I know there's at least one or two others there uh, and want to learn about um, Tai Chi, uh, I think Thomas would be a good person to go to. Thomas, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you, Robert. <laughs>